Good morning and thank you for tuning into Fire Shut Up My Bones. This morning, I would like to preach on there is no hope for a reprobate. There is no hope for a reprobate. Turn with me to Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 19. Because that which may be known of God is manifested in them, for God had showed it unto them. Now, with, with, with creatures, we're made in the image of God, we're created. And within every creature, within every creation of God, the Lord is manifested to them in some form or fashion. It might not be apparent to us today as Americans and in a place filled with technology. Uh, but even that, we have preachers. It, maybe the preacher is not a good preacher, but he, mess he mentions something. Maybe he's an easy desert Baptist preacher, but he mentions some some things about the Lord and how to get saved. And, and, and those types of things, those types of methods does manifest God to man. However, I would like to, I would like you to relate yourself to a person in the jungle where, 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 they, where all they see is nature, the stars, the sun. And in some point in their life, they ask themselves, how did all this get here? Someone put nature here, the stars in the universe there, the sun up there. Within their very being, something within inside themselves will say, someone put that there. That is, uh, that is how God reveals himself to man. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. Verse 20, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, uh, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Psalms 19 verse 1 says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Within nature, within science, there is evidence of a divine creator. Where it says they are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. His eternal power, the vast universe, the vast stars in outer space, last forever. I know stars are, are dying, but when you look at that, you're like, wow, how magnificent is that? It shows eternity. The Godhead, of, uh, the, the Godhead uh, nature shows the Godhead. You, you go back to Genesis and you see the spirit of God moveth upon the face of the water. You see the Godhead meeting together and saying, let us make man in our own image. So verse 20, for the invisible things of him, that's God, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Basically, what this is talking about, those who are created, which is you and I, we know that there is a God. We understand that there is a God. Anyone that says they're not sure or do not believe there is a God is hoping within himself that there is no God and fighting the evidence that he or she clearly understands. The Bible says the fool had said in his heart, there is no God. That is talking about after seeing the evidence of God and knowing there is a God. 
within their heart they fight the existence of God. Verse 21. Oh, wait, I forgot to read. And got it so that they are without excuse. I don't care if it's a pygmy uh, or some guy out there in the in the jungle naked. At some point in their lives, they understand that there is a God through his vast creation. That is what the Bible says. They are without excuse if they drop into hell. The it, Salvation is simple. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 21. Because that, when they knew God, okay? So they understand there's a God. They knew God. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. You have today, people know that Jesus is God. Well, what did they do? They say he's not God. They'll say he's not the only way to heaven, which is wrong. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 10, 30 says, I and the Father are one. Jesus is God. And uh, they, 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 when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Today, Jesus is just a cuss word. They mock him on that nasty family guy television show that they mock our Lord. They glorified him not as God. Neither were they thankful. The Bible says in Matthew that God maketh it to rain on the just and unjust. They're not thankful for God's sustaining power, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. So this brings me to my uh, first point uh, of there's no hope for the reprobate. First point. Uh, I, actually, I should have mentioned in the beginning. The first point was God's revelation of his existence. So in verse 19 and 20, God reveals himself through his creation. Okay? And it's up to man to call out and, and ask to be saved. Now, rejection of God's revelation. Now, that's that's point number two, rejection of God's revelation. In verse 21 begins the process of rejecting what they know, rejecting the God of the universe, rejecting the knowledge that Jesus is God. And what happens to them? And their foolish heart was darkened. They said in their heart, there is no God. And now their heart is become darkened. Thus beginning the downward process of becoming or entering in the world of a reprobate. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They say, Jesus is not the only way to heaven. Let me tell you. And, and, and their own reasoning leads straight to hell. They, they are foolish. Their own wisdom leads to hell. Uh, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man. But their, but their way, ways leads to destruction, something like that. Verse 23, and, the, and they changed the glory of, un, of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to a corruptible man. They start making idols and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. They start worshiping nature. They worship animals. They start carving images and worshiping it. That's what that's talking about. Verse 24, wherefore, now wherefore means because of, wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleansliness through the lust of their own hearts. Okay? They want to reject the knowledge of God. They want to want a world without God. Now God starts to give them what they want. Wherefore, God gave also them unto uncleansliness 
through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. This comes in multiple ways. In Africa, people cut and carve their skin to look like what they worship. They put bones in their nose. That's, that is happening in America today. Tattoos disfiguring their bodies, their hair, their earlobes, their nose. That's the because God's given them over to a reprobate mind to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. They're on drugs. They do all kinds of they, they, uh, they turn themselves into a transgender, cutting off their reproductive organs who change the truth of God into a lie. You tell them Jesus is the only way to heaven. They say, no, that's a lie. That's not true. There are multiple ways to heaven that um, and there isn't and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. You have all these environmentalists worshiping creation. Rather, the creator, the God of the universe who made all things, who is blessed forever. Amen. These idols, the earth that they worship, the Bible says that one day God will melt the firmaments. He will melt the earth, destroy the earth. Right? They, the earth that we're standing on does not last forever. The creator does. Amen. Verse 29. Okay? So, God's revelation of his existence. Uh, every creature, every creation understands there is a God, but they reject the uh, they re they reject the knowledge of God, rejecting re rejecting of God's revelation. Now, point number three and last, the consequence of knowingly rejecting God. I think I was about to say something. Dishonoring themselves, it will come back to me. The consequence of knowingly rejecting God, the consequences of knowingly rejecting God. Verse 26. Okay, so what happens when a person constantly rejects Christ? Uh, by the way, uh, they don't they, they only don't just reject God and his and the evidence of God. They also reject his Holy Spirit conviction when God tries to save someone he 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 convicts them with his spirit it says John, genesis chapter 6 verse 3 and the lord said my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he is also flesh yet his day shall be 120 what is that talking about in this time there was a judgment a worldwide uh, the, the coming of the worldwide flood therefore what god and Noah were doing god was convicting man to get saved and get into the ark it says my spirit shall not always strive with man but notice that that wasn't forever you see in the life of a person they only have one shot in this life to get saved now it, it, it could be a repetitive thing where the holy spirit says get saved get saved get saved get saved jesus is the only way they rejected a couple times rejected a couple times but there's coming a time when the striving from the spirit to get saved ceases and stops you go to matthew chapter 12 and you see god working miracles so that people can get saved but they reject that too matthew chapter 12 and let's read let's start in 22 then was brought unto him one possessed with the devil, blind and dumb, and he, and he healed him. Insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. 
And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, now note that the, the Pharisees, they witnessed a great thing. God healing and, and, and casting out a devil out of a possessed man. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth cast out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. Beelzebub is the uh, demon of flies. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself is not, uh, shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall, how shall then his kingdom stand? He's saying, how, why in the world will the devil do that? Uh, if this was the deed of the devil. And if I be, if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, okay, now notice it's the Spirit of God. This is the Holy Spirit working here. Then the kingdom of God is come unto you. That's saying, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, the kingdom of God is come unto you. What, what is he talking about? He's saying, look at the evidence here. The Holy Spirit is trying to show you something, a miraculous thing, so that you can believe on him. However, this did not face or affect the Pharisees. They rejected that. Okay, or else how can one enter into um, enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathers not with me scattereth abroad. Now look, wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. Okay? Now, the Holy Spirit was trying to work and reveal salvation unto the Pharisees and whoever was watching. But they rejected that and, and gave credit. They insulted the Holy Ghost and gave credit to a devil instead of the Holy Ghost who did this power, this great deed. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost should not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh the word against the, saint, the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven, neither in this world, talking about on this planet, neither in the world to come, eternity. So, so when people say, you know, someone can get saved at any time they want, uh, there's still hope for the lost person. It depends on that person's decisions. Uh, there, a person can doom his soul forever. By constantly rejecting the Holy Ghost conviction. So verse 26. Okay. The consequence of rejecting. Uh, for uh, Of knowingly rejecting God. For this cause God gave them up. Unto vile affections. For even their woman did change the natural use. Into that which is against nature. That's talking about what they call lesbians. Sodomites. Okay. It's against nature. You see, nature shows that you need a male and a female to produce something, to, to produce offspring. And then 27, and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman. Okay? Woman and men, according to the will of God, were, were to come together in marriage and procreate, have children. That was, that was the will of God. That was uh, to, to bear seed. 
uh, uh, and likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman, burning their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly. They're doing something that was never in the programming of God's program, his nature, and receiving in themselves that recompense of the air, which was meat. That's talking about the homosexual disease. That's what AIDS was called, the homosexual disease. Now, and before you can get to the state of verse 27 where, 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 or 26, where God gave them up. Basically, what that's talking about, God stopped talking to them. Genesis 6.3, where, when the spirit was striving with man. In, in the life of a person that constantly rejects God, God finally gives up on them. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. Now, there is no more moral barrier, no more more moral hesitation to prevent these types of people from committing any acts of sin. That could go for murder. Someone can just chop off someone's head and eat a hamburger right in the midst of it. Uh, like that guy, Damer, who was a homosexual, who, who, who raped and killed men and there's some things that he did to bodies that that, that is just, I, I can never even think about doing stuff like that. How did he get to that state? By constantly rejecting God. God gave him up or them up. So in other words, to get to the state, you must reject God and God will leave you alone. Uh, that's just how it happens. Okay. And then Men will be free to do whatever they want to do without any conviction. In in the book of Proverbs, it says the spirit of man, <clears throat> the spirit of man is the candle, is the, I think it's, oh, let me look for it real quick before I mess that verse up. Uh, Proverbs 20, I think it's Proverbs 20, 27. Let me see if I can find it real fast. I don't have a lot of time here. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Yep, I was right. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward part of the belly. That, that, that's talking about the conscience, okay? The conscience helps, uh, makes a person feel bad for any immoral act they do. But when a person constantly rejects that type of conviction, constantly rejects God, God backs off and leaves them alone. For this cause, God gave them up. Unto vile affections. That means they can do anything they want to do without feeling bad for it. There's a book that my dad was reading. It's called The Ban, the Ban Plays On. And uh, the, the, before it was called AIDS, uh, it was called the homosexual disease. And, and, and doctors were, were, were uh, finding out that the AIDS epidemic was caused due to the homosexual behavior. And so a doctor asked this one homosexual who was dying from AIDS or homosexual disease. He asked him, if you knew that your lifestyle will get you in this predicament, and if you're given a chance to go back in time and change all this, will you make a different decision of going down the path of sodomy? And without hesitation, the sodomite, the homosexual said, I will do it all over again regardless of me get okay what is that that's god giving up on them they have no more moral compass a good example of of that is you go back to the book of genesis where the sodomites the the, the sodomites of the land 
they wanted to rape the angels. And the angels blinded them. Okay? What was their action? It says they wearied themselves at the door. Uh, let me, let's go there in Genesis. They wearied themselves at the door. Back to offer sacrifice. Lot family flee. Okay, but before they laid down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house around about. Behold, be, uh, be both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto, the, unto him, Where are the men which came, un, uh, um, came into the, this night? Bring them out so that we may know them. That's talking about sexual stuff. And, lo, and Lot went out to the door unto them and shut the door after them and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known men. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do ye them as uh, as good in your eyes. In this culture, sodomy was so disgusting that the reason why the man gave up, tried to give up his daughters. By the way, I, I will never do that. You know, I think we should fight until the last man. But but in other words, at least the sodomites will be doing according to nature. Uh, uh, but they didn't want any of that. Only unto these men do nothing. For therefore. For for um for they came under the shadow of my roof, and they said stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will needs be judged. Now we will deal worse with thee, uh, than with than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house unto them and shut to the door. And now verse eleven, I, I want you to catch this. And they smote the men. That were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wear themselves to, to find the door. Now, notice that in this verse, uh, Genesis 19, 11, they did not stop searching for the men to rape them after they were blind. They wearied themselves for the door. That is a picture of a reprobate. Despite that their conduct brought upon themselves blindness. They still were seeking the men to rape them. That's what that's what happens to a reprobate. He is both physically, uh, uh, he becomes spiritually blind. There is no more moral barrier or repercussion to what he does. He can do things without any form of guilt. That's what happened to the men at Sodom. No one said, oh my gosh, I'm blind. What happened? Uh, no, no one said that. They wear themselves to the door. Not, the repercussion of this sin does not convict them. You go to uh, Exodus. Exodus. Pharaoh was a polytheist. We just read Romans chapter 1 verse 24. Wherefore God also gave them up. Well, hold on. 23. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into the image made like to a corruptible man. That's making idols into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. That, that's polytheism. Worshipping many gods. Pharaoh did the same thing. Uh, if you go to go to Exodus chapter four, he he says. Uh, now, as I mentioned before, uh, uh, Pharaoh was a polytheist, and you can see polytheism mentioned in Romans chapter one verse twenty three. They worship all kinds of gods and false idols. Pharaoh rejected the knowledge of God. It says. In Exodus, Exodus uh, chapter 5, verse 2, And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord 
that I shall obey his voice. And I shall obey his voice to let Israel go. He's saying, all right. You went, okay, uh, Exodus 5, 1. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, God of Israel, let my people go, that, that they may hold a feast unto them in the wilderness. Pharaoh, uh, Moses and Aaron just told Pharaoh who God is. He, who is God? The God of Israel. And God said, let my people go. It's not that Pharaoh didn't, did not believe or anything like that. Because look at his reaction. Exodus 5, 2. And Pharaoh said, who is the Lord? He's like, who's the Lord that I shall listen to him? Who is he the big shot? Which he is. That I shall obey his voice to let him, let Israel go. And no, I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, the God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Okay, they're, they're throwing out facts. Let us go, we pray thee, three days journey into the desert and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. Now look at this. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you into your burdens? And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land now are many, and you make them rest from their burdens. It's, and then Pharaoh increases their burdens and, and all this kind of stuff like that. Basically, what I want you to understand, Pharaoh rejected God. It's kind of like you're knocking on someone's door. Hey, God wants to save you. Who's Who's God? Okay, and nothing faces him. So because of his constant rejection, and he was a polytheist, by the way, what happened to him? God let him go. It says in, in Exodus 7, verse 3 and 4, And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt, but Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you. Why won't Pharaoh listen even after all the plagues and curses that he's going to experience? Okay, uh, the homosexual experiences AIDS and all these manners of diseases. Why won't he repent? Why won't he repent? Here's the answer. But Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you that I may that I may lay my hand up upon Egypt and bring forth my, my armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. Okay, why? Because I will harden Pharaoh's heart. God said, you want to reject me, Pharaoh? Good. You, I will just harden your heart and then you will never, ever, ever feel the need to get saved or want to get saved. That's why he did not repent at any of the, the curses that God brought upon Egypt. It did not phase him. The homosexual, he can ex be experiencing AIDS and all kinds of net. If, if you see a person with AIDS, it is the most disgusting thing you could ever witness. It is an abomination. They have no feeling of repentance even after experiencing the recompense of their error which was meat you say they have a soul they messed that up a long time ago before they got to the homosexual part okay and even as they did not like to retain god in their knowledge they were they know of god they said man Let's go fire that person for putting Bible verses on their, on on, on their on their computer. Let's let's go court martial this guy for buying Chick Fil A. Uh, let's censor God on the news media. They did not like to retain God. Let's throw prayer out of school. Okay, guys, fine. You want to reject me? Fine. 
The God is not going to strive. Strive means to struggle, contend with. And, and the Lord will, will, will contend with you, but for so long, God will back off and give you what you want. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. There is no beneficial properties of doing such nastiness. Now, this is not just for the homosexual either. I'm about to get into that. This could be for a person that just rejects God and God just backs off forever. What is a reprobate? This is very scary. A reprobate is a person abandoned in sin, lost to virtue or grace. Wow. That's a reprobate. Uh, abandoned to error or an apostasy. A person abandoned to sin, one lost to virtue and religion. Uh, to disapprove with destitution. Okay? Basically, it's a person that's let go into sin. God just hands them over to do what he wants. No conscience. Nothing makes that person feel bad. He can do things without any form of disgust. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate. You, you try to talk to them about the Lord and they just argue with you. Deceit. Um, malignant. Oh, I can't even say that word. Malignity. Malignity, which is uh, evil mindedness. Of course, deceit, strife, uh, uh, whispers, backbiters, haters of God. Okay? Despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things. They have all these devices to try to make a man look like a woman. Uh, uh, to make a little boy, to nurture the boy, to remove his reproductive organs so he can look like a girl. That's happening today. Uh, uh, disobedient to parents. Now, that's that that strikes me. So, a reprobate can also be an adolescent. Disobedient to parents. Okay? Or it could be an adult that listens to his parents. But, but I take that as the teenager in church when the pastor says, Hey, if you're not sure that you're saved or not, uh, please raise your hand. And they and they feel the urge to raise their hand so that someone can come to them with a Bible to witness to them so that they can get saved. But they say, no, I'll do it the next time. No, I'll get saved tomorrow. I'll get saved next Sunday. I have too much sex to commit. I have too much beer to drink. I have too many parties to go to. If I get saved, Angela will leave me. I've just made that up. Angela will leave me. Okay. And what happens? God lets them go without understanding. Now, that's very important right there. Without understanding. Beloved, have you ever tried sh showing a video of children getting aborted to a lost person to see if that will change their mind? If that person is a reprobate, that wouldn't phase them. We've seen so many uh, vi videos uh, uh, of Planned Parenthood people laughing and eating even though they know that they cut up a baby, they slaughtered a baby, they're a reprobate without understanding. Uh, my dad was, uh, my dad does a lot of reading. Former KGB, I forgot his name. He said, in order for communism to take over a country, you must have them so 
uh, a morally degraded, morally degraded that nothing will face them. They said if you can get a country immoral, I mean just outright immoral, you can show them the gulags, the concentration camps. That will not phase them. And that's how the Russians think. The KGB back in those days without understanding. You can show uh, why is it they're thinking it's so backwards. They think of such nastiness. They think it's okay for a man to sodomize a little boy. They think it's okay for uh, for a person to change their gender or, or attempt to change their gender. They think it's okay for a sodomite to read to children in the schools without understanding. They don't have a reprobate has no understanding. Co uh, covenant breakers without natural affection. They're unreasonable, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, they know that judgment is coming, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. They have pleasure in them that do them. In Northern Virginia, there's a woman trying to have kids change her gender without the parents knowing about it because she has pleasure in them that do them. The, the Homosexual Manifesto uh, by John Swift, I think it was the year of 1987. You need to look that up. Michael Swift. He wants to, uh, back in those days, they, they wanted homosexuality to be the cool thing. Now it's 2021. What do you think is happening? They have pleasure in them that do them. The, the motto for the homosexual movement is get them at eight before it's too late. My friend, you have to realize that there's a war for your children from the sodomites. All this stuff about love them. They're a lost soul. They, I do believe from the sequence of events in Romans chapter 1, God's revelation of his existence, rejecting of God's revelation, the consequence of knowingly rejecting God is becoming a reprobate. I think before they got to the homosexual state, they were handed over to a reprobate mind a long time ago, and it's far too late to ever try to win these people to Christ. I don't even want to take the risk because you could lose your family to that. I've witnessed it and I've experienced it where... where or a friend of mine, uh, the, the, the mother got mad at me because I was trying to tell my friend, hey, the homosexuals are very bad. The What they do, and this is what they do, they're very bad. The mom came up to me, don't tell my son what they do and stuff. When The time will come. And now my same friend, we're both adults now, my same former friend is a homosexual and has admitted to me that he has homosexual sex. Is it be I don't know why that happened. It could be that the parents didn't tell them how bad it was like my parents told me and I stayed away from that from with a 10-foot pole. God doesn't even want that stuff in your presence. I remember when a homosexual was trying to mess with me at my job, that same day God fired that individual. I am not making it up. Okay? Now, is there any hope for the reprobate? No, because God gave them up. Um to reprobate mind, that means he abandoned them to their error, abandoned them to sin. They don't even want to get saved. Uh, let me read this verse to you. Give me a second. So is there any hope for the reprobate? I mean, I don't think so. Based on the verses I read, I'm just going to go with what I read and go with the definitions. Acts 27, 28. That Agrippa said unto Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Uh... But he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak for the words of truth and soberness. For knowing, for the king knoweth of these things, before whom also I speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him. 
for these things were or was not was not done in a corner. King Agri King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? Everything that the prophets said, salvations to Jesus Christ and all that. Um, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I uh, I know I know that thou believest. Okay, wow, he knows salvation. He knows how to get saved, but he doesn't do it. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I will to God that not only thou, but but also all that hear me this day were both almost and altogether such as I am, except these bonds. Man, hey, but King Agrippa's in hell. I think there's a, I have to ask my wife or, or my dad or brother Tom, but I think there's a verse where someone wanted to get saved. I have to go text him and ask them. Uh, in the Bible, they want to get, they put it off and they didn't. I'll ask them later. What what, what can we get from all this? Uh, I want to reread re re the points and then uh, I'll get the applications going. Okay. Uh, God's revelation of his existence to, to every individual that has been created by God. God reveals himself to them, his existence. They have to fight over that. Rejection of God's revelation. Rejection of God's revelation. After they know God, they reject God. Now the consequence of knowing and rejecting God, what happens to them? Um, verse 28, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them up over to a reprobate mind. They are unrecoverable. They are unrepentant. Nothing makes them feel bad. There is no hope for the reprobate. They are forever doomed on this earth and forever doomed for eternity. Now, the Lord wants everyone to get saved. I want to see people get saved. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, that's anyone, believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Romans 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, you hear my voice. Don't put getting saved off for another day. The Bible says, For thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. You could be dead tomorrow. Or you you want to get saved now, but you're like, Oh, I, I, I'm not sure. Sure yet. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, and you just keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Like, oh man, I don't know if I should get saved or not. I might lose my position. And you feel the urge to get saved. Remember this. My spirit, the Bible says that his spirit in Genesis 3, uh, 6, 3, his spirit would not always strive with man. There's coming a day if you keep rejecting the urge to get saved that the Lord backs off. His, 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 urge, his urge says, okay, he wants to reject me. I will leave him alone. And then you can't get saved anymore. Let me read this last story to you, beloved. And we'll close. There lived at one time in our neighborhood a man whom we will call Mr. B. He was an intelligent, lively, a good conversationalist, and had many friends. But Mr. B loved tobacco and strong drink, and was not friendly to Christianity. He will not attend church, and would laugh and make fun of religion. And some of his neighbors he would call deacon so-and-so for fun. But Mr. B was grown old. His head was frosted over with many winters. And he had long since passed his three score and ten years. 
At the close of a wintry day, wintry day, in a blinding snowstorm, a neighbor called at her home saying, Mr. B, wish to see my husband. Knowing Mr. B was ill, my husband was soon on his way. On entering the sick room, he asked what he wished of him. He replied, Oh, I want you to pray for me. Shall I not read a chapter from the Bible to you first? Was asked. He assented. The chapter selected was the fifth of St. John. While reading, Mr. B will say, I can see the old devil here on the bed with me. And he takes everything away from me as, as fast as you read it to me. And there are little ones on each side of me. After reading, prayer was offered to him. And he was told to pray for himself. He said, I have prayed for two days and nights and can get no answer. I can shed tears over a corpse, but over this Jesus, I cannot shed a tear. It's too late. It's too late. 25 years ago at a camp meeting held near my home was the time that I had ought to have given my heart to Jesus. Oh, he cried. See the steam coming up. See the river rising higher and higher. Soon it will be over me and I will be gone. The room was filled with companions over other days. Not a word was spoken by them. For fear, fear seemed to have taken hold of them. And some said after that, I never believed in hell before, but I do now. Oh, how terrible. Mr. B lived but a short time after this, and then died as he had lived, a stranger to Jesus, with no interest in his cleansing blood. E.A. Rose. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that whoever's listening to this message just simply ask you to save them. It's so simple. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I pray that they do get saved and accept you and not reject your free gift of salvation before they are handed over to a reprobate mind. Thank you for this day. Just name our prayer. By the way, forgot to mention this. For the teenagers that listen to this program in Romans in, in Romans chapter 1, verse 30, disobedient to parents without understanding, that can happen to you if you constantly reject salvation over and over again you hear it over and over and over again and you don't want to get saved be very careful because god could hand you over to reprobate mind okay and i fear for some of the people that grew up with me that call that once called themselves christians who call themselves recovering fundamentalists at the club at the bar and all this kind of stuff they're probably reprobates as we speak but i don't know so keep praying for them amen all right let's close thank you